0: Welcome back to the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast. Today we have probably my arch nemesis of my career. Um, my first loss in, in my pro career, we fought for the championship of the WC in uh, 2004, 16 years ago. I think it was January 2000, uh, 2004, so it was 16 years ago we fought. Um, I ended up losing the fight. He won the championship, and we, we were on Ultimate Fighter together. Uh, we had some beef on there, but I ultimately took his back when he was when, when he was being mistreated. So um, you know, I, I took his back and his side in a couple of different situations from Ultimate Fighter season one. But uh, long story short, we we were on the show that kind of changed the sport and and made history. And though we never had to have or got to have that rematch, um, and it's something I always wanted. and uh, you know, like I said, I always wanted to redeem that loss. Uh, yeah, I got to know Chris a lot and gain a lot of respect for him. You know, we did a military support tour. Those of you that know me from my career know that I did a lot of military support tours in between my fights. Uh, you know, I support the troops, uh, you know, not necessarily the wars, but the troops, the guys that are going out there that, that joined the military to to get an education and better their lives and and then found themselves in tough situations. And, and you know, they're stuck there and they're they're living very hard lives. And and so I spent the majority of the time between my fights and my UFC career doing military support tours uh, multiple times in Afghanistan and Iraq, all over uh, Europe, Germany, um, even Djibouti. Uh, 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 Dubai, uh, all, all through ball ran everywhere. So many different places I can name. And one of the military support tours I did, I brought Chris on and, uh, or we did it together. I don't know exactly how it transpired, but we all got together and we did it. And I got to know a lot about him. And, you know, he had a, he had a lot of, a lot of things to fight through in his life. And, and I learned a lot about him and, and he did a lot of, uh, a lot of positive stuff, man, to, to get through the things uh, that was not positive in his life, and he went on to have a great uh, UFC career, won a lot of big fights after the Ultimate Fighter, which was uh, significant enough. Um, and then uh, you know he left the UFC as a, as, a, as a legend in the sport. You know, a guy who was there uh, and, and made a huge impact and, and had his had his mark. And uh, then he moved into bare knuckle, and now he's working with uh, bare knuckle FC. Uh, he's roughing, he's training fighters, so it's going to be good to catch up to him. I haven't talked to him in a long time. And uh, you know how I love having fighters on the show that have punched me and, and, <laughs> and beaten me. So that's like my thing. I, I, I'm gonna eventually have every fighter that I've ever lost to on the show. And luckily there's not that many. So I only have like a couple more to go. Um, but you know, they're they all top fighters and, uh, and it was all good fights and good memories to be honest. And, and that's what it is in fighting. You win some, you lose some. So I was excited to have this podcast and get it booked and, and get it going. And I'm excited to get it started. So let's talk to Chris. All right, Chris. Welcome to the show, buddy.
1: What up, man? Thanks for having
0: me. No worries. Been a long time. It, it's been a little bit. Yeah, a yeah. <laughs> long time. Do dude. dude, it's been uh, how long has it been since uh, Ultimate Fighter, man? We just had like a reunion. I think it was like was it like fifteen years or something?
1: It's been like fifteen years. Yeah. It's it's funny too, man, because people still remind me of that shit like it was yesterday. Yeah, I'm like, of course. Like, dude, that was fifteen years ago, yeah. bro. <laughs>
0: Not the same guy. How old does that make you feel, man? I mean, because it doesn't seem like yesterday, but it doesn't seem like 15 years either. That's a hell of a long time. You know,
1: I don't feel that old, man. But then when I look back and I think about it, I go, fuck, I'm old. We've been doing this shit for a while, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't feel old either. And that's the thing. I, I think living in Thailand's kept me kind of young. It's just looking back and, and knowing that was 15 years ago is what makes me feel old. But when I look at yep. you when I look at you right now, it's like it's the same you. You also have an age. It's the same you that was on the show. So it's like it, it's like yeah, no different yeah. when I'm looking at you right now than if we were sitting in the in the living room, you know, pretending to play chess cuz we sucked at chess. Um, <laughs> it's like seeing the same guy, you know? what I mean, like it's it's crazy.
1: Yeah, man, it's a trip.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. So, what have you been up to, man? I mean, I know obviously some of the stuff you've been working on, but what what have you been doing mostly to consume your time?
1: Uh, you know, I mean, training guys for the most part. You know, I uh, I was working at a gym called the Arena, teaching there for like six years, and then um, I just branched out on my own. Um, okay, I had perfect timing right when COVID started. Oh man, you know, so so I, my plan was open my own place, but really in california not the best time to do that
0: yeah um
1: but like right now i'm just sitting in my i got a little garage gym here that i that i train guys out of you know and then and then i still go you know i go in to do my jiu-jitsu and and my boxing and whatnot i still head in the gym you know at least once a day and do my own training
0: yeah yeah stay low-key man it's like it's crazy seeing how california is one of the worst states and it's like dude i've been holding I, I, my ambitious dumbass came over here to thailand i'm not saying dumb it was, it was still a good choice but came to thailand and built this huge gym and then the COVID hit and like all my clients all my guests are foreign like none of them are thai i have a 50 thai staff but all my like guests that actually come here and train are foreign and for nine months straight they've shut the airports and locked the country down so yeah. <laughs> like it's like the yeah. worst case scenario Ever, when you go to a different country and build a gym that's dependent on tourists and foreigners and people from outside of the country
1: and you're you're a big place too i mean two acres it.
0: man that's two acre compound of like it's like a college like because it has different like buildings and different areas and stuff so i built like a fight city man and then like now it's like just like it, you know we have customers because people live here but it's like you know, a lot of foreigners live here in Thailand, but it's like, man, what? Is it? I mean, you think about the worst case scenario when you start businesses and when you do things, when you fight, when and in, in every situation. But you can never, yeah. you can never plan for that. Like you can never plan for the COVID nineteen. Like that's beyond yeah. the worst yeah. case scenario of anyone.
1: I mean, tw- twenty years from now, we're we're still going to be talking about this shit. You shit, know what yeah. I mean? It's how, far, feel how it. crazy. What it if you survived, or or if you, you know yeah lost it. a lot of people lost everything already man it's, so many it's, it's it's freaking ridiculous i have uh i have my my opinions but <laughs> i'll keep them to myself no
0: I, I probably know where you're going with that i feel the same way man if, if, if it's an agenda-based thing like i i because I'm, I'm i'm overseas man so i'm dealing with a lot of international people and countries so i see like from my perspective i'm watching like you know closely five or six different countries closely how they're reacting to it and every single country has kind of their own agenda for this thing and it's 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 making perfect sense for a certain reason that has nothing to do with people getting sick so it's like when if one country was doing it that'd be one thing like america or whatever you know the presidential race and all this other stuff but if it's like every country has some kind of like uh reasoning why this is helping them in some way it's kind of like what the hell is going on? You know, like, I, I don't want to disrespect people who's been sick and died and, 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 you know, everything kills there, you. There, there, there's things that it, kill but everybody, there's, but there's
1: always going to be ulterior motives for shit. Yeah. There's
0: all people
1: are always going to going to put their own objectives behind, behind things regardless, sure. Yeah, regardless yeah. of if they're terrible or not. Like COVID is absolutely terrible, but 100% every country, every political party has their own objectives and, and they're they're using they're using it to propel them. I mean, yeah. that's I don't think that's a crazy thing to say.
0: Well, I feel you bad know. for you guys, man, because it seems to me, looking at the news uh, in in America, it seems to me uh, California, where you're at, is just one of the craziest damn places. I mean, you got Elon Musk moving out of there. You know, Joe Rogan moved out. You got everybody moving out because of how crazy it is there yep. right now i mean it's like businesses are just getting shut down like javier you know javier my my my, my best friend and aka founder and everything you know he had yeah. his gym is shut down and and all the gyms are shut down and most gyms have already failed because they can't take six months of no customers you know like i mean what gym what gym can prepare for that so it's like the gym business is getting hit really really hard and many businesses for that matter
1: you know and, and it, you want to talk about damaging to health i got an idea let's shut down all the gyms you know they, uh, it's the worst thing they one can of the do. health the things thing,
0: yeah exactly
1: the best thing healthy individuals can do is get in the gym and work out and stay healthy stay healthy so they don't get sick and you know have a compromised immune system but but i'm crazy so you know i <laughs> and and i'm also not a doctor either so you know
0: yeah i get it
1: apparently I don't know what I'm
0: talking about. I've said this before. I'm no, I'm no expert myself, man. I've said this before though, dude, I think, I think, I mean, not even considering the, the other possibilities, but I think just the amount of people that's turning to like drugs and alcohol and suicide and, and just losing their minds because they're losing their businesses, which is affecting their family and their kids at home. And they're going home to like, you know, to watch their family, like, deplete with, 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 with hope, like, I think that's going to kill and hurt more people than, 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 well, for sure, I think, than, than the COVID virus and, and, and almost every other virus that's going on.
1: Absolutely. Because, you know, and I'm sure we'll probably talk about it, but, you know, you know, I'm pretty heavy in the recovery nowadays, you know, so, and I work with a couple different, uh, uh rehabs and it's just, it's fucking horrible right now, man. Yeah. Not to mention, every single Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, NA meeting, HA meeting, any 12-step program, all those things are closed. You know, I mean, you can get online and get on a meeting. You know, I get on Zoom to go to my meetings, but I was already in a program. I already had – fellowship. I already had camaraderie. I already had a lot of people that I knew. You know, if you were brand new and you're like, I got to I got to kick these drugs. Let me just flick on my computer and jump on the Zoom meeting. It's not the same as when you go and you physically meet people and they go, Hey man, let me, let me, let me, let's get a cup of coffee afterward, you know, and sit down and we'll talk a little bit, you know, and then they go, well, what are you doing tomorrow? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll take you to the, I'm going to go over here tomorrow. I can pick you up if you want, you know, all that right now is missing, um, across the nation. And and, and that's not just our country, you know, that's, that's, you know, internationally, um, so it, it's, it's catastrophic what it's doing. It yeah. really is.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, man. The arch nemesis of the beginning of my career. And we have a podcast and spend the first 10 minutes talking about the political agenda of the, the pandemic around the world.
1: Right. right. <laughs> well, I'm still a conspiracy theorist. It's just maybe now it's not as much about aliens. And yeah, that's good. That, and now it's <laughs>
0: who's, who's scared of aliens when we got all this shit going but, on?
1: You know, there's still plenty. There's still plenty of stuff going on in this world. That's that, that
0: there's no aliens gonna land here now. With as crazy as this fucking world is, they're gonna wait you know, a I while. Leave that thing alone. <laughs> they're, they're like, they probably have an off limit sign on us. Like, like best thing
1: we ever could have done with the aliens is get the Rona, bro. They're like, no, never mind.
0: Yeah, we're banned, dude. We'll,
1: we'll invade later. <laughs> we're banned
0: for sure from like the space world. They're like, let's leave America alone. They're, if they even survive another fucking ten years, we'll just go take what's left. But <laughs> we're gonna yeah. stay the hell away from yeah. there right now. Hope they
1: make it. They're just rolling the dice right now. We're thinking about helping them out, but you know what? Let's just uh, let's just see how this plays out.
0: Or we could yeah. be in like a crazy simulation, dude. Have you heard these talks with like Rogan and Elon and stuff, where they think like since we're headed toward a simulation, like an, an AI simulation, obviously that's where we're headed. What if like we already got there in the future and we're now in a simulation? Dude, that shit scares the shit out of me every time I, I think about I, it now. You
1: know, I've actually heard some uh, some physicists talk about that one in particular and more and more that's, that's kind of becoming the, um, as far as theories go, one of the more widely accepted yep. theories.
0: There's you a know, 50% it's, it's chance. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty even chance. There's a 50% chance we're in a simulation right now. I mean, it's like either we are or we aren't.
1: Time, time works, light speed works. You go, well, yeah, that's the the light speed is the processing speed of the program. You know, you'll never know because we're in the, you know, we're in the simulation. We can't get outside the simulation. You know what I mean?
0: yeah it's and crazy then, man there's
1: one outside of that and one outside of that right yeah just and I think I think, fun, anybody, bro. I think
0: anybody I think anybody's done psychedelics before probably can agree that there's some weird shit going on uh, outside of uh, out our brains are developed in ways that we don't understand for sure at this stage of our lives that,
1: to- that just made me have this weird mushroom flashback I had about <laughs> humans being grown in a petri dish and yeah. a line of other petri dishes and like on a big petri you know what I mean like it yeah. just doesn't excuse me it doesn't stop
0: it's crazy man so i was gonna ask you uh so you got into the bare knuckle stuff man and this stuff fascinates the shit out of me like first of all i want to say i'm gonna start in the beginning so you were gonna fight and i talked about you i talked about this with you in vegas we we met in vegas for the reunion of ultimate fighter of of which nobody saw they didn't film it but we had a nice big dinner and we did a reunion or was it a reunion or was it just a get together or maybe it was a reunion i don't know but we all got together Reunion, I guess, of ten years or something, and then we got together or fifty, whatever it is, and then uh, we had dinner and everything, and, and there was talks of you fighting Phil Baroni, and, and then it just kind of panned out, didn't pan out. Finally, it actually panned out because I was excited to see what this fight uh, was going to be, you know. And then I watched the fight, and and two questions. First of all, I know I want to know about this organization because I think it was a shady organization. Number two, uh, what the hell was Phil Baroni doing? Did you talk to him afterwards, and, and what was he doing, going for takedowns? Uh, And number three, what happened with all that? Did you ever get it worked out? Because I think like, uh, wasn't the organization shady or they weren't paying or something crazy? So, yeah. So that
1: first organization that I fought for, the one where the boss was the uh, spokesperson or whatever, was, uh, you know, I was supposed to fight Phil Barone. I did fight Phil Barone. Yeah. Uh, kind of you know you fought you know (laughs) i i was giving phil too much credit after i was like you know i think uh he was trying to fake a takedown so that i would drop my hands and he'd come up and hit me because we're boxing but i but he's like you hit me right in the very beginning and if you want it's like there's like an uppercut that sneaks in there right that very first clinch and he was kind of raw he didn't recover after that so then he was just kind of drunk the rest of the time uh, ultimately made me look good, made, made him not look that, you know, not good because Brony's tough, man. I've seen I've seen tough him even dude, yeah. recently. He stays in shape, you know, beats some pretty good guys, you know. He stays active, um, you know, and as far as that, that organization goes, they were one and done. The guy, uh, Tom, uh, I can't pronounce his last name, used all this money. He had stolen from uh, real estate, you know, real estate fraud, uh, to to fund that show, and then he got sued for the real estate fraud. Had to give back any money he had.
0: Oh wow! And then of
1: course they told us the show didn't make any. You know, blah blah blah. Um, I just got a letter yesterday. As a matter of fact, I have a a video conference um, to continue my case against them. You know, it, it was going, it's, I don't really understand legal shit, man. I, there's a couple times I went to court, you know, and I'm like, all right, here we go. We go to court. They look at, they look at some of the facts and, and they money. go, okay, we'll set a date for this. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, what did we set today's date for that? Yeah, like, yeah.
0: Uh, you know, we did that like
1: three times, you yeah. know? And, uh, so, you know, I have another court date, a video court date coming up here, January 22nd. You know, and of course they always set dates months and months apart. So it's still going. Um, the only thing is, you know, honestly, I may get a judgment, but uh, you, you can't squeeze water out of a rock. So I'm not expecting the uh, the money to come anytime soon. I'm only I'm only purely pursuing this out of you know, for ethical reasons. You know what I mean? I think it's fucked You know that the fighters. Go out there and I mean that first show, bro, if you would have been backstage, it looked like it looked like you were in a civil war med tent, dude. Like wow. everybody was freaking leaking, coming back just like the blood pouring, yeah. sliced open. Yeah, They had two plastic surgeons going as fast as they could. There was just suture kits all over the ground. Wow. I mean, it was gnarly. It was gnarly, that show.
0: So you you still didn't get paid for it? Like even, even to the day?
1: No, no. Wow. Well, I got paid because I told them, hey, man, you're a new show. You know, I need some money up
0: front. Oh, okay. So I did
1: get that up front money, you know. Uh, at least I was smart enough to ask for that yeah. where uh, a lot of the other people didn't didn't even ask for up front money, so
0: they're, they're just
1: aced. Full camp, full fight, you know, everything, and then
0: got aced. I'll have to watch it again and, and see if you landed that big punch because, I mean, obviously January 16, 2004... I remember being in a, in a WC World Championship title fight and you punched me in the face. You're, you're the th- you're, you're officially the third podcast guest I've had that's punched me in the face, <laughs> so congratulations. <laughs> you're, you're just the only one that took a world championship belt from me at, at the same uh, time. Um, so I can definitely attest to the fact that he probably did get rocked. Um, I may have just missed that big punch. You hit like a fucking Mack truck, so yeah. That, that's a very good possibility, and I wouldn't want to get hit with you without a glove on, that's for sure. So, uh, yeah, that's probably what happened. But then you moved into uh, Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, and it seems like not only did you fight for Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, uh, but it seems like you're doing a lot of work for them. Uh, They're doing tryouts. you are doing all kinds of, like, promotional stuff. How is this show? Because this seems to be the show that's really brought Bare Knuckle up to where, like, now it's, like, it's a huge sport that I actually enjoy watching certain fights. It's they're signing huge people. Um, and there's organizations popping up everywhere now. So like, what has that been like fighting for them now being with them? And then what, what is your future with them?
1: Well, B- BKFC is the one that, that I, that I fought for the last couple of times. The one I work for there, they were the ones to do the first bare knuckle show as well before some of these other guys kind of popped off, you right. know, these sp- or whatever. Um, but they're a great organization. You know, I think they have they have a really good uh, business plan. You know, um, they're 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 growing um, at, at a rate that they can maintain. You know, they're, they're smart about about the way that they're they're progressing. Each show is a little better. Each show is a little bit bigger. Um, you know, and it's getting to the point where now when there's you know, when there's a BKFC, you know, if you go on, you know, the underground or anything else, everybody's talking about it. You know, Yeah.
0: yeah. Absolutely. Uh,
1: you know, and a lot a lot of these videos they're putting on YouTube are getting millions of hits. You know, so so I think there's a ton of promise in in particularly in Bare Knuckle, and particularly the um, the BKFC. I mean, it really comes down to this. You know, Mike, you got to understand who your crowd is. You right. know what I mean? Like, I love watching high level jujitsu. I'm sure I'm sure you you enjoy yeah. it, but it's like having to have played like. I don't know college basketball to even understand what's going on in the NBA. Sometimes when you watch high level grappling, you know right. um, everybody understands a fist fight. You know what I mean? Yep. You take take off the gloves. Oh look, that guy just got hit. Now he's leaking out of his nose. You know what I mean? People know what's going on. People want to see that. They're they're literally watching. They turn the WWE off now. They're going to turn on you know so UFC or, or or bare knuckle or something like that. Well, the bare knuckle they get, they they can get rowdy, watch that. They understand that it's a, it's, it's a sport for the fans. It really is, you know, for anybody can go to a show and, and, and really understand what's going on and enjoy themselves. So I think that's one thing that bare knuckle has over, um, You know, martial arts, especially today where guys are getting so good and so technical, you know, that, you know, there's, you know, the ground game, you know, they're kind of nulling each other out, you know, and striking their, their, you know, you know, you get a bare knuckle fight where it's from, from, from the second that bell starts until, you know, boom, the bell stops. It's straight action. Yeah. You know, I think they have that, they have that going for them, you know, and and I, and I, and I do believe that the way that they're running the business is, is, uh, you know, I've I'm no business I'm not a business guy but but like we were talking about earlier I've been in this game for a while and I've seen a lot of companies rise and fall you know and and I think they're 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 making the right choices they're doing the right things so so I'm excited to see uh, where they go, where they're going to be in a year, where they're going to be in five
0: years. How is it preparing for a for a bare knuckle fight, and how is it fighting? Like when, like I know you don't really get that nervous, and you're not like one of those guys that like get gets crazy. Like you love fighting. I, I get that. Um, but for you, oh, the, anti- the anticipation, the anticipation of you going <laughs> I, into a I UFC, fucking
1: hate fighting, bro. Well, I'll tell you right now. Well, I love training. I love the I love training. It seems like I love you like I love the camaraderie. I love learning. The actual the day of the fight, bro, it's stressful. It's fucking painful. It hurts. You got, well, you're, you're normal so then. All right, good. <laughs> you don't want to let anybody down. You know the the day of the yeah. fight is is not my favorite day. I'll, it's I'll not anybody's
0: honest. favorite day. So, but, but what is the difference of the preparation for the bare knuckle and then that that whole going out there? And then getting in there, and then the actual fight itself. Like, what is what is the big differences of that compared to MMA? Because it looks scary as shit to me, man. When you see these guys' faces, I mean, I've seen guys take more damage in one fight than I took in my entire UFC career to their face in in a single fight.
1: Honestly, once once the fight once the bell rings, it's just a fight. So all that stuff that you know. You you know you're thinking about beforehand that doesn't really change during the fight. Oh, but, well, maybe that's not true when you get the first time you get hit without a glove on. You're like, what the fuck? What was that? You know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but uh, you know, obviously a lot more striking training, training a lot more, lot more hands. Take the kicks out. You know, not doing it, not doing any jiu jitsu. You know, and the, and then you know trying to cause it because it really is. It's a really old sport, but it's also brand new. Right. It's brand new to all of us, you know. Yeah. And with the the ability to clinch and stuff, you know, um, there's really no set way for how you're supposed to go go out and fight bare knuckle yet. Nobody's nobody's kind of cracked the code. Everybody's still trying different things. It, it reminds me a lot of the UFC back in the day, you know. Like, you know, trying should I look for an underhook? Should I should I should I work my dirty boxing? You know. You know what works, what doesn't work. You know, you know that sort of stuff. So that is, I, I enjoy that. That that's fun, and it's also cool to be part of something fresh. You know, I feel like a, you know, being, you know, a little bit of a pioneer in this sport.
0: Yeah, no, you are. Yeah, absolutely, you are. And and so 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 for like the tryouts, I know you're hosting the tryouts for this bare knuckle. What is it yes. that you you look for, and what does it take to 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 pass a tryout to be in the bare knuckle? Is it just Is it like sparring test or pad test or we do both, both,
1: both. you know, bag, uh, you know, sparring, you know, hitting, hitting mitts, um, uh, you know, but, but also what we're kind of looking for is personality. You know, the bottom line is people gotta, they love you or hate you. They gotta want to watch you fight. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know. Some guys sell tickets, some guys don't, you know, ultimately, you know, what, what we do comes down to one thing, how much money are you going to generate, you know, that that's, that's, that's a fact of life. So, you know, we want guys that, that, that obviously the fighting skill has to be there, you know, but, but then we, we, we also want people that, that, that can market themselves, you know, that are, that are big on social media that, that have a story, a story that other people can get behind, you know. Did you know, did you come from a broken home? Did, you know, did you did you have to overcome? What did you have to overcome to get here? Right. You know? Or or vice versa. Are you are you a spoiled rich kid and you're just doing this to piss your dad off? You know, something that people can can get behind. So, we're, right. you know, we're also looking for that as well.
0: That makes sense. All right, guys, I hope you're enjoying the podcast with Chris Lieben. It's a fun one. I'm enjoying it so far, but we have to thank our sponsors. So our first being Manscaped, the official trimmer of the UFC, and now the official trimmer of the Real Quick with Mike Swig podcast, and yours truly. Precision engineered tools for your family jewels, and now you can save 20%. Um, actually I want to announce this cause I announced it in the last podcast. I just found out, uh, you can save 20% and get free shipping by using code quick anywhere in Europe, Canada, or Australia, as well as America, they have expanded. So they are in Europe, they are in Canada and they are in Australia as well as America. So if you're in any of those places, you can use code quick, go to manscape.com, M A N S C A P E D.com. You get free shipping to your door and 20% off. So if you're looking for the ultimate stocking stuffer for this holiday season, look, no further than Manscaped. The only brand dedicated to below the waist grooming and hygiene products, and they are the best. I live by them and and I'm happy to be a uh, a sponsor of theirs. So uh, use code QUICK so they know we sent you. Support the podcast, save yourself some money and get free shipping. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by AK Thailand, the world's premier luxury training resort here in Phuket, Thailand. And you can save 30% off today by booking at akathailand.com. The the website's already set up. You can book any group training. And once you book it for 30% discount, you can use it anytime in the future. There's no expiration date, a week, a month, three months, six months, a year. You can use it in 2021, 22, 23. You're in the POS. You're booked. You're locked. So go today. Book your training, save 30%, akthailand.com. If you have any questions, email us at info at akthailand.com. And you can come into the country right now. We can get you in. If you want to do a three-month visa, uh, we can get you in and save you 30%. Um, you just got to do a quarantine. We can explain everything over email, info at akthailand.com. Um, so the borders are opening. Um, I think they'll open up even more soon for the vaccinated uh, guests that are getting vaccinated right now. There's just a long process of that happening. I think it's a month and a half process to get vaccinated. Um, So I think within the next month, they're going to announce all vaccinated guests will be able to come directly into Thailand. And that's what we're hoping for. Um, But anyway, email us, go to the website. And if you don't know about the gym and you haven't seen it yet, here's the commercial. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. Mike Swick, he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. I'm telling you guys, I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool, but you can't come to Thailand without coming to AKA Thailand. Come on. And what's your status? Because I know I, I saw you retire. Or, or announced his retirement, then it looks like on your, your Instagram that maybe you, you said something along the lines of, you guys want to see me fight again, yeah. and you're throwing, <laughs> then you're throwing some, those those hands again. Are you fighting again? Are we going to see Chris leaving in the ring again, or or, or are you done, or is it op, up for grabs, or, or what?
1: Well, if I was, I couldn't tell you just yet, Mike, oh. um, but uh, I will say that... Uh, you know, um, I, I quit at the arena, um, to pursue some goals of my own open, opening my own place right. and really focusing on, on my refereeing here in California. Uh, I haven't, you know, I want to go pro as a ref eventually Ref the UFC. Well, the, the bottom line is I haven't refereed in almost nine months now. Wow. Y- you know what I mean? Gyms are gyms are closed. Yeah. It's not the time to open a gym. Not right now, you know? Um, so I'm just kind of in this, uh, I feel like I'm in this landing pattern, you know, and there's, there's, it's not a, not a ton going on. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed that I, that I have, you know, a lot of, you know, wealthy clients that, you know, I'm able to, you know, take care of my family and, and hold everything down. That's, that's great. But, uh, but you know, there's not a lot other than that going on for me right now, you know, and I'm continually trying to make up for, uh, for lost time. Yeah. So, you know, it's like I might as well do something. There's that, and then I was thinking about it the other day. I must just love it, I guess, because I don't necessarily. If I were to fight it, it wouldn't necessarily be for the money. I don't. I don't need the money. I just, um, you know. And I, and I tell people all the time, I hate running. I, I yeah. hate jumping rope. I hate doing this. But I think deep down inside, I actually don't. You know, maybe it's who yeah. I am or whatever. Maybe I. I know maybe maybe I do. you know as much as i like to complain about it um i guess i like being in the gym and dodging punches
0: yeah yeah and fighting too i mean the the ups and the downs you know being in the being in the tough fights and and pushing through and and getting the hard-earned victories and uh, you miss the things that you don't think you'll miss sometimes i mean at least i do yeah and 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 things i've complained about as well (laughs) i miss now
1: absolutely the night after a war you know yeah you're like fuck that! I'm sick of this. Shit. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, then a week or so goes by, and you go, "Man, that was pretty cool." Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, you see the highlights. about it, it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah,
0: yeah. And what do you think about the fights going on though? At least, I mean, like, I'm uh, obviously the UFC still putting fights on, Bellator's putting fights on. Now we even got. Mike Tyson came back and fought Roy Jones Jr. Uh, now we got YouTubers that are trying to fight, and and
1: yeah, yeah. YouTubers fighting basketball players. Like, what the fuck is going on, bro? Everything is about the spectacle, you know. <clears throat> I think people are starting to figure out that you know it comes down to entertainment value. You, you know, you know what I mean with 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 some of these shows that are popping up. But yeah, there's a there's a ton of fights going on. It you know at least. You know, on TV, you know, it's unfortunate here in California because I see it, man. I get hit up all day long from guys like, hey, give me a shot. What can I do? I want to come to the tryouts or I was at the tryouts. You know what's going on? And it's like, look, man, there's only so many spots because there is absolutely zero shows nationwide that aren't that don't have that tv contract so if you're a pro but you're not in the ufc or bellator like what do you do yeah you know what i mean you, how do you feed your family you know yeah. i guess you, you work at home depot for now but what's that gonna do to your career you know what yeah. i mean like it's yeah, a tough. it's a really really tough time for 99 percent of the martial arts community you know there's a few people that are staying real active that are in those big shows, Bellator, UFC, they're doing all right. But the rest of them, man, it's it's a tough tough time. Um, what do I? Th- I I you know, obviously the UFC is always great. I watch as watch as much as I can. You know what I mean? I'm always trying to keep keeping my eye on on what's going there, how the sports progressing. Uh, the Tyson Jones fight. You want me to be honest? I thought it was kind of a, a cash grab. I mean. You know, a lot of my friends hit me. You were like, "Well, you know, I was actually surprised. A pretty good fight." I'm like, "You're fucking kidding me!" <laughs> you know, like those dudes are two of the best boxers in the world. That was a that was a glorified sparring match. They weren't they weren't trying to hurt each other in any way. They could have they could have won a lot harder, um, you know. But uh, it served a purpose. And then you know the uh, to be honest with you, uh, that Logan Paul fight versus uh, Paul. what's his name.
0: Yeah, it was his little brother Jake. Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson, the basketball player.
1: Nate hey Robinson, I, you know it's but it's fucking bullshit, man. Um, here's the bottom line: even uh, even an amateur, you know, he's got what? One, he's got a boxing match, a smoker. He's trained hard. He's sparred. The difference, and I think a lot of people don't get that because I talk to people all the time to yeah. tell me they know how to fight. They've just never trained. You know, it, it, it's it's crazy, like. Even the difference between a low level amateur and somebody that's never been in hard sparring is a freaking world of difference. Now you're going to put them, you're going to send them backstage for a couple hours. You're going to have them go out there by. It's not like somebody slapped your chick's ass at the bar and you turned around and cracked them. It happened so fast you weren't even thinking about it. Right. You know what I mean? Like the, the pressure cooker of a fight, you know? It, you know, it, it was. Uh, you know, it was too bad. It was unfortunate for him because what happened was exactly what, what what I thought would have happened. You know, it's what I think any trained martial artist would say uh, is going to happen. You know how anybody was surprised by the outcome of that. You know, well, he's a high level athlete at basketball. Dude, different. You know what I mean? Different sport. He's probably he's way more athletic than you or I or ninety nine percent of people in the ufc for that matter doesn't matter doesn't matter fighting is a different thing you know in in my opinion
0: no it's not it's not even your opinion my opinion too the thing is is like i i have no problem with celebrities fighting you know fighting each other even playing field but this guy you know jake is is is, he's taking boxing seriously so he's training and he's been training for over a year like steady all the time training you know best trainers best he's got all the money he's got all the trainers he's got all that so he's he's a full-time you know amateur or well i guess pro now but box boxer basically he's training you know and then he's he's challenging guys like video gamers and and these basketball players and now he's yeah. trying to get conor mcgregor and it's and and now nate diaz is jumping in and god he's going to be in deep shit if Nate Diaz fights him. Like, if he takes a I, Nate yeah, Diaz fight, he's, he's going to get fucked.
1: Safe. I'd love to see that. He is gonna going get to get murdered
0: him. in that fight. So it, the thing is, is, like, he's setting himself up for something probably worse than Nate Robinson. And what he doesn't realize is what happened to Nate Robinson, even as funny as it is to him, and he thinks it's so cool that he got flatlined, uh, we've both been rocked and, and, and knocked down. And it, you don't feel that. You know, it's not, it's not like Nate Robinson suffered any. Uh, if he was to jump into the MMA ring and fight a, a mediocre MMA fighter, and had to, you know, get his face crushed in, his nose broke, his eyes loose, fighting a choke, uh, almost going unconscious, and have four minutes left of the first round. That's a whole different ball game, buddy. That's a whole <laughs> different ball game than getting flatlined. Whole you know different
1: what I mean? Ball game. That's right. And yeah. so
0: I think I think he's setting himself up to, to you know, he's going to be that guy eventually if he keeps fucking around with these guys, trying to get these, especially guys like Nate and Nick, and and Connor who can actually throw hands. He's gonna get embarrassed, man, and and it's crazy. To see. I mean, I, I, it's cool if they stay in their own realm, but trying to disrespect fighters and stuff now. It, I mean, I get that a lot of the fighters haven't boxed pro like Conor and stuff, but there's a difference, like you said, with the guys who's thrown punches for twenty years and guys you know who haven't, and 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 it's like it's a whole different ball game, and. and You know, even if you reduce all their techniques, thousands of their techniques, to where you might have a puncher's chance because all they can do is punch, you're still at a gigantic disadvantage against a real fighter. You know, a guy who has punched and and got punched thousands of times. So (laughs) it's crazy to me, man. And then he's making a huge deal about it. And and like I said, God forbid he gets Nate Diaz. uh, He's in deep shit. Well,
1: I I hope uh, Robinson got some money for that. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: He got humiliated. Even the basketball there. players yeah. jumped on and he and was laughing and, and making just like that poor guy took a lot of heat for that and hats off to him for getting in there and fighting. But I mean, he, he I think that was a, a lesson for a lot of these other celebrities. Okay. This is what can happen to you. It's not a game. You know what I mean? Like I, I have, I have Re- respect for Logan for at least fighting and, and and Jake for fighting and all that or whatever uh, against each other and the video gamers and stuff. mean, it takes a lot to get in there and fight. So I have respect for that aspect, just not the calling out of real fighters. Um, But now with the Nate Robinson knockout, I think that's going to let a lot of these celebrities know: second place in this sport or in any combat sports is not a fun place to be. It's like it, you know, you 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 become an embarrassment to the world. Not to mention, it's not a fun experience when you get woken up in the middle of the of a of a ring or a cage.
1: I don't take anything away from 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 him for you know for getting beat that way. But but what I will say is, whoever told him it was a good idea. I'm not sure who he was training with for the for those six weeks or, or five weeks, whatever it was he put into this training camp, you know, but whoever told him it was a good idea. Uh, that person I have an issue with that person knew better and still was like, yeah, man, let's do it. We'll, you know, here, here's your jab, follow what you cross. You know what I mean? Like you're going to get this guy.
0: Yeah. That, that's imagine. a
1: hype man right there, bro. Whoever, whoever had him thinking he was going to potentially win that fight.
0: You I, know, I can't imagine. I think you can agree with me probably on this, but I mean, I, I know you spar for your fights, but how many times in the middle of your career or after, you know, 10 or 20 or 15, whatever, however many pro fights, have you started your fight camp? And then you started sparring for the first time again, after you had some time off and you were rusty as hell and like things weren't going right. The timing was off and, and, you know, it's, it's right. not like you can just get in there and, and, and you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I feel bad for him going out there and, and, you know, five weeks of training and trying to fight somebody who was fight, you know, training a, a year straight for boxing, you know? Yeah, dude, I,
1: I, I agree. I just got through, uh, first, you know, a, a tough week in the gym. I've been doing, I've been more or less on the other side of the pads for the last, uh, I don't know, six months, you know? and even even for me i'm like dude this is rough this yeah sucks. you know that first <laughs> yeah. week back to hitting you know my elbows hurt and everything else so yeah 100 percent.
0: how do you like a reffing? i know you're doing a lot of reffing you want to get in the ufc and be a ref there how is that i mean do you, do you enjoy doing that and being on that side of the action i
1: love it man i you know i get the best seat in the house um i take it real seriously i feel like uh we do bring something to the table, you know, being, being, a you know, an ex, an ex fighter, you know, there's a lot of repping that is intuitive. You know, you have to know when a fighter wants out. You have to know when, when a fighter still is still, is still in the game, you know, different, different athletes take different levels of damage, you know, um, Not to mention, you know, I I feel like I I was relatively dirty during my career, so I'm pretty good at spotting these, these cheater moves from these guys, you know, (laughs) they're not going to get anything by me, you know, and, and, and I, you know, number one is, is fighter safety, you know, and, and, and I like to, you know, go out there, you know, and, and my goal for me as a ref, the way that I view it is maybe different than others. You know, I think a good ref should shouldn't be seen or even noticed until something happens in the fight, until there's a low blow right. or there's something wrong, you know, because yeah. in my opinion,
0: You're there for safety. the fight is
1: about showcasing those athletes that put everything on the line to be in there. It's not about the referee you know in in any way shape or form you know my number one job is to make sure that both those guys stay safe and that uh both those guys have every chance possible to win you know and 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 that's the way that's the way that i look at it and you know it's also it's something that uh i can continue to i can do for another 20 years if i want to
0: yeah and with your career, as big as your career was in fighting through the UFC and being a star and winning the big fights, I mean, you got huge wins. Um, did you get everything that you wanted so far out of MMA, do you think? Like, did you did, do you feel satisfied with your career and, and, and your fights and, and what you've gotten out of it? I,
1: I you know, I, I do at combat sports in general. I think a big thing for me was, uh, you know, as you know, my, my UFC career, you know, I finished on, on four losses. Yeah. I, I was dealing with... Um, a ton of stuff, uh, outside of the cage, you know, you know, a rough relationship, drug addiction, everything, everything else, you know? Um, so a a huge thing for me, you know, then I tried to come back to Bellator. They told me I needed a new heart. You know, I had to go through all that, of, uh, you know, a couple years of bringing myself back, back to health, you know, continuing to train and, and through, uh, you know, Lifestyle changes. I was able to do that, and I was able to uh, to get back in the ring, you know. And and you know, I had those two first round knockouts. Uh, my last fight didn't go my way, but uh, you know, it was a five round war.
0: Yeah, you know, it was. Uh,
1: you know, I had a broken orbital, twenty six stitches here. They had to sew my nose back on. Wow. You know, and for a guy who finished his last fight in the UFC on the stool which you know it's pretty heartbreaking for a guy that fights like like me you yeah. know um I didn't I didn't answer the bell for the third round you know and uh not even because I was hurt I just wasn't even into it I yeah. was just trying to get my money and get out of there you know um so to to have been able to go through the career that I went through have the the fall that I did and and ba- more or less the resurrection you know that I feel like you know <clears throat> Coming, you know getting myself back to health and then going in there getting a couple wins and and fighting a war not not quitting no matter what you know um i do feel a little bit of redemption for that so uh you know i feel like i've done done most everything i want to do in the sport maybe one more maybe
0: yeah (laughs) yeah for sure man everybody wants that one more i had one in 2015 um how do you you get that one more that's Coming from somebody who who wanted to fight you more than anybody ever in your entire career, after our first fight, and 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 we, you were my nemesis in my career for sure. Uh, to getting to know you more and and the, the stories that we share, we did a military support tour for everybody that's actually uh, watching that doesn't know. We we got to go all through Europe and to support the troops. And how, how long were we gone? Like two we were gone like a month maybe, right? <laughs>
1: for a while
0: man yeah we, we spent like a month traveling from military base to military base grappling with the troops supporting the troops oh. and i got to oh. know you man oh. and like i got to know your ups you know all the downsides of your 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 growing up and your stuff you you've felt you've dealt with during your fights and between your fights um and i gained a lot of respect for you man so i'm going to say that i've always wanted to tell you and i, I think i told you then I'm, i was very proud and uh very proud of how you handled it and, and the career that you've had and, and the stuff that you've done, man. So
1: thanks, man. I, I'm, Thank prou- I'm proud
0: that you had the career that you had and you got to be a star. Cause I was there when you were a star brother, I was there watching you be that star in the UFC back in the old days when we were coming up and it wasn't as big as it is now, but it was, we had some cool experiences since tough one, man. We did some cool shit that we would have never been able to do you or I, you know, either one of us in, in our lives for sure.
1: That is very true. Absolutely, man. Yeah. It's, uh, Really was, you know, a blessing. It allowed me, you know, I got a chance to see the world, yep. you know, because, because of what we do and, and not just see the world, but see the world and, and be, be, you know, supporting our troops while we're doing it, be doing, a, doing a, a great thing, you know, so absolutely.
0: Yeah. What do you think about, just real fast, what do you think about um, how, how big the sport's gotten and... Do you have any kind of regret, like asking the old school guys, just like myself, do you do you have any regret that we were ahead of our time considering how big the sport is now? Or are you kind of satisfied that we had the competition that we did considering? I feel like the competition's a little tougher now. And we were pretty big stars, man. We had some, you know, we were on covers and, you know, we had video games and stuff like that. So we, we got to win some big fights and, and have some good competition and, and have some pretty illustrious careers do you feel like we were ahead of our time and would you have rather fought in today's era or are you satisfied with fighting back then and seeing we lost the money obviously but we're we're also not competing with 600 people like the guys are doing now yeah
1: i was gonna say i would have liked to had a million dollar fight that would yeah i mean yeah for sure but but honestly you're right man i i think you know everything happens when it happens for for a reason. You know um, we came in at, at at that that kind of changing of the guard of the sport from yep. from when it when it was it went from a backwater thing to being uh, you know a household deal. You know that was that was our era. We we helped the sport make that transformation. You know and absolutely like you said, man. Listen, the guys that were champions 10 years ago would be would not be the champions now. Right. The guys that were champions five or even 10 or even five years before that would not have beaten the guys that were champs 10 years ago. You know, Um, absolutely. Not only is the sport evolving uh, rapidly, but the caliber of the athlete is, is 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 is. Progressing hugely to where nowadays, you know, some of the guys that, that are fighting in the UFC, they could they could have played, you know, pro ball, you know, whatever they wanted. You know, they were they're that level of athlete. Yeah. Um, when I started fighting was really kind of for, you know, that the athlete that wasn't really going to make it in <laughs> anything else. You know, we got a lot of the yeah. guys that, you know, they played college football and then they were like, all right, well, I'm not going pro. I'll start fighting. You know, like yeah. now it's now it's like, no, this is your career choice. You start out deciding you want to fight. You spend your whole life fighting. The other thing is, you know, I didn't have my first fight till I was, I think, like 22 years old, you know, 21, 22 first MMA fight. And that don't work anymore, man. That's yeah. not going to fly pretty yeah. soon. this It's going to be like baseball where if you didn't start it six years old or whatever, you're you're too old it's too late you're never going to be able to develop the skill set in time
0: yeah you know i yeah it, it, it yeah it, it's crazy man i remember like watching uh the karate kid when i first got pumped up to be a fighter and then watching chuck norris and i'm thinking like i'm just gonna be like the karate kid until i get old enough to be like chuck norris and have this illustrious badass career um right and then like i remember like a little while after that fighting mma and i was like pro i think at the time or close to being pro and walking out to the to the cage and there's like the drunk audience like throwing beer cans at me i'm fighting a guy with like cut off camo shorts and a mullet and i'm just thinking to myself like what the fuck am I doing, man? This, ain't, this is like, this, this is like nothing like I thought, you know, like, <laughs> luckily I won those fights and just kept going. But like, I was really questioning what the hell I was doing. It was not like the path that I thought it was going to be for a long, long time. And and it didn't really change until we were on ultimate fighter. That was when things really, really changed. And we, we could actually tell people what we did. And it made us more cool versus like, yeah, uh, you know, right? we were an uneducated, uh, failure if we told people what we did before that. And then after the Ultimate Fighter, it's like every bouncer in every club was training for UFC all of a sudden and using it as main line to pick up chicks, you know. So it's, it's weird how that yeah. changed, and it was cool that we were a part of that. You know, we were a part of that show, That those 16 guys that, that made that big difference.
1: Thank God, man, because I'm not that handsome. So I don't know what I would have done with
0: <laughs> I think you did just <laughs> if, fine, if brother. I, if
1: I wasn't going to make it, you know, somehow, if we wouldn't have been on TV, man, I would have been screwed.
0: I think you did just fine, man. And since, I was going to ask you, since you watch uh, fights and you stay up to it as much, I, I, I know you obviously watch Habib, my my teammate and everything, uh, through his career and now his retirement. What do you think about that? Like, what do you think about Habib's career, him as a fighter, his retirement? And do you think he was the best the best fighter to do it? god you know
1: one of the best absolutely um it's hard for me to say any one fighter was the very best you know because you have to take in you know the time at which they were champ you know the the competition but yeah i mean he absolutely beat everybody uh phenomenal um just just his mindset is is incredible to me uh I, I, you know, I know there was some things, you know, with his dad passing with his, with his family, why, why he, he's decided to retire. Um, But he is still young too. He's not that old. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see, you know, I'm, I'm always slightly skeptical when, when, when guys say that they, I think, I think if anybody's going to stay retired, it's him.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He is an honest guy when it comes to that.
1: He makes his, you know, he makes a decision and that's it. He has you know? strong beliefs. I mean, from what I've seen, I don't know him personally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, f- uh, phenomenal guy. It's 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 a bummer for the sport that he's going to uh, pursue other things, I suppose, and, and do whatever else he, he's going to do. You know, um, I I hope he changes his mind a year from now or two years from now, but you know that that remains to be seen.
0: I agree with you. And like if it was anyone else, like literally anyone else that had his career and said that they retired right now, I would be like, yeah, right. Give him a year and we'll see him again. But he's so strong with his beliefs and reasoning. I do I do believe it, there is a there is a big chance that uh, right. that's the last time we saw him. Though, you know, the funny thing is, you know, I'm his teammate. Javier is one of his best friends and coaches and like a father to him. And, you know, obviously his manager is Ali. And like nobody knew that was coming. Like he kept that – completely to his close family we we had no idea he was going to retire i mean from javier in the ring to his manager to me on the outside watching on tv like nobody knew he was going to make that speech it's crazy wow yeah well nobody believes that everybody believes that, that that that's not true but he had that you know he's a faithful he's very faithful and he's got uh you know his family, and and they have their talks, and and he does he stands by what he does, and if he comes back, it's not that he's not you know faithful and loyal to what he said. It's that the the opinions changed with the people that he promised him to. You know he promised his mommy wouldn't fight, so she would have to come yep. back and say it's okay. You know I want you to fight before he would do it. Um, and last one, man, last last one, I got I got to ask you because a huge fight coming up. What is your take on the Connor and Poirier fight? Do you think? It's gonna go any different than the first time or or how do you see that fight going?
1: I hope Poirier. I like I like I like Poirier. So I, I'm 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 rooting for him. Um, you know, and I'm I'm horrible because I've I've bet against C- connor more than once. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even with Cowboy, I was like, look at these you know what I mean? Like these odds, this is crazy. Like Cowboys yeah. way bigger than Connor. And you know, You just you can never you can never count Connor out. I mean, he literally like if he was a video game character, (laughs) like his his biggest stat would be luck like that Irish fucking luck that dude has it. He'll he'll catch. And I mean, that's coming from me and I'm guilty of the same thing. A lot of fights, you know, more or less I should have lost and then I got lucky. You know that's probably the best way to play. I got lucky a lot. In our you know? fight,
0: let's just go ahead and get it out. In our fight, just just give me that much credit. In our fight, you should have lost, and then and then you won. No, I'm just kidding. All
1: right, in our fight, in your fight, we got I got lucky. You know, I'm and, kidding. And it's uh, you know, and even sometimes going back in the 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 locker room, I'd be like, fuck, did I get lucky again? I was getting yeah. the shit kicked out of me, you know. And after a while, you go, well, fuck, maybe it's not luck, man. Maybe yeah. there's just something to that kid. You know what I mean? And with Connor, I think that's where I'm at with him personally. It's just like, fuck, man. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if he, if he beat Poirier worse than he did the first time. You know what I mean? Like, but you, you never know.
0: My take with Connor is he's, he's a fast starter, and that's something he has in common with you as far as, I don't mean like fast as in running across the ring, but when, when the bell rings, he comes out to fight. And he hits you with everything he's got, and we saw that with the cowboy fight. He came across that ring, and everything he threw, from all the way to the shoulder shrugs, he was trying to put him out. And I think that was just so much for cowboy to deal with right from the bat, you know. And he's he, he starts right. so strong, even with Habibi started strong. I think that's going to be his strong suit. And if and if Poirier does his homework and can just get through that first round and survive and not take too much damage, stick to his game, then he'll have a hell of a lot better chance than 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 playing his game and just going head to head with them. Uh, and fighting poirier like
1: that so so calculated you know you know and he he you're right he's 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 nowhere near the starter uh that connor is yeah um that last one that he had the bloodbath, man i was like was that the last one or the one before last i can't remember who uh poirier and i can't remember the kid's name they just beat the shit yeah, out yeah, of each yeah. other though Dude, that that was surprising because I always kind of thought of pri as being a relatively clean fighter man and, and, and he'll get dirty if he needs to he's
0: a scrapper oh. he's a scrapper man he he'll he's, he's a tough guy to beat like that I'm interested to see what happens you know
1: with you know slugging it out you know if they go out and slug it out if they may slug it out right out the gate it might be a slow start that that fight is such a hard one to pick.
0: And just for my, my opinion on you, uh, I, don't, I don't think it's as much luck as you think in your fight game. You were you just fucking tough, man. That's the thing with you. You're a warrior and you're tough. Because when I fought you, when you caught me and, and I finally got knocked down and they called the fight, uh, I had landed a really hard punch on you and rocked you. And, and this has happened a couple times in your career where you got hit with a very hard punch. And you should have went down, or you should have at least taken more. You know, you you were back, kind of backing up and stunned a little bit, and that's when I got excited and came in, and a lot of guys have. And then you just came in with that 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 freaking power of a Mack truck, and then just landed it. Um, And that's not luck, man. That's that's just being tough and not being scared and running away and coming straight straight forward, even when you're hurt. And that's what you did to me. That's what you did. I'm pretty sure Terry Martin, or, or was it Terry Martin, you did that too as well. And there was there was a few of them.
1: Yeah, Terry Martin. Yeah. Well, I was, uh, you know, we, we're blessed with a few things. And in my case, a, a big head was one of those. Things.
0: Yeah, it was easy to find, but it, it didn't do much when I hit it. And that's there you go. that, that there was you the go. problem. <laughs> I hit the shit it was out of easy it. easy
1: to find. I've never been, never been known for dodging punches. Yeah. Shit.
0: <laughs> but cool, man. Hey, man, it's been it's been great to have you on the podcast, man. Thanks for taking the time out. Um, it's been great to catch up with you, man. Like, you know, we had our, our career, you know, before the UFC, we had our time and and then through the ultimate fighter, we, we changed history together. Um, you know, we, we, we had some time after that on the, on the tour, got to know each other, spent a lot of time together, basically as roommates on a tour bus. Um, and, and I have a lot of respect for you, man. I know, I know what you've been through. I know you had a tough life and I think you've made the most of it. And I think that's, that's a, that's a very credible thing considering a lot of people take the easy road. You know, they don't, they don't go and try to make a career for themselves. They don't go and try to make a, a life and, and put that energy into something positive. and And, and I know you've affected so many people, man, doing those military support tours and watching how these people came up to you and, and how inspired they were by you and, and, and you rolling with them. Like you've made a big impact for somebody who could have gave up on yourself. And, uh, and that means a lot to me, man. And, and I have a lot of respect for you for that.
1: Well thanks, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Mike. No problem, man.
0: And and I'd love to have you on some other time. So if you if you do have a fight, I think you do, and you're not telling me. Uh if you do have a fight lined up and, and it does work out, I'd love to have you back on just as a quick update. Uh see how training's going and boost up your fight and and uh talk to you one more time.
1: Awesome, brother. Thanks, man.
0: All right, brother. Take care. All right, Chris Lieben. Great talking to him. You know, uh, like we talked about in the podcast, we spent a good part of our careers together. Um good and bad you know uh through good and bad on the ultimate fighter good and bad there is a a lot of good moments and a lot of bad moments um for him for, for all of us um and through our careers you know we spent half our time celebrating and some of our time not celebrating and being sad and picking ourselves back up and but you know it's always cool talking to people that i shared my career with and especially so closely um and uh it's good to see that even though he got hit with the coronavirus and is having a struggle with his gym he's keeping a positive spirit he seems like he's got things worked out um seems like he might have a fight coming up i'm pretty sure he does he i don't think he could say it so hopefully he'll find out soon there's not a boring chris even fight so i'm always always watching every time he fights uh rooting him on obviously and uh i can't wait to find out who he's gonna fight and hopefully we can get him back on the podcast um but anyway, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hope you took from it. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Subscribe. Ring the bell. We're on all the audio platforms. And just please remember, guys, we are on YouTube first because we want to get feedback from you guys. And that's where people leave comments and, and leave feedback and critiques and support. Um, and we just want to keep making the show better, get get the best guests. So anything you can leave us to, to help us with that, we appreciate So we are putting the podcast nine hours early on YouTube and there's a nine hour delay before it goes on the audio and the uh, podcast platforms outside of YouTube. So be sure and subscribe and click the bell on YouTube so that you can watch it before everybody else and it's fresh and all the stuff we talk about is fresh. Uh, We ran into a problem with the Ryan Bader uh, podcast that we just posted. I did it last night, late last night, and then we just posted it two hours ago, but we did it four hours after they announced he was going to fight uh, or he was going to, I guess, wrestle or uh, have a submission match in Sugar Underground 19, I believe, uh, against Rumble Johnson. So we talked about the whole event. We talked about uh, that was such a small part of the podcast, to be honest. It's a very good podcast. One of my favorite ones of, of recent time. Um, I've never really talked significantly with Ryan Bader, so I didn't expect much as far as it being a... Uh, a podcast that was going to be so fun, enjoyable, and informative. And it was, it blew my mind. Um, I knew he was a nice guy and, and it was cool, uh, to have him on, but I didn't realize it was going to go the way it did. So we talked about a lot of stuff on there. So please check it out. It just got posted a couple hours ago. It'll be in the back in just a couple seconds right now. When this podcast ends, click on it, check it out. It's a great podcast. Um, uh, we're going to have Chris back on. Thanks for the support guys. And we'll see you next time.